welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we talk everything partnerships, the good, the bad and the ugly. Welcome to Game Set Match Up, the podcast where we discuss all things partnerships. I'm your host, Greg Watts, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Carl Busby. Please welcome our guest, Adrian Daniels, UK Enterprise Growth Manager at pioneering legal and online compliance platform, IE Vendor. Adrian, hello and welcome. Hey, hey, Greg. Hey, Carl. Nice to meet you. I'm great to be here. It's wonderful to have you here. And after the Easter weekend, I might add as well. And we were just saying just before we started that, not necessarily in your case, Adrian, but we, we might have overindulged just a little bit over the weekend. So, so I think there's a, li- a bit more cardio going to be involved this week just to burn off those Easter eggs. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, I was bombarded with chocolates and all sorts of... Yeah, so now it's just back to the salads, back to the greens, you know, trying to balance out the junk, yeah. I think that's a very good way to start this episode, with balance. So starting with that, (laughs) with that in mind, perhaps you can tell us a little bit more about who you are, your background, your current role, and are you Bender? Yeah, sure, absolutely. So I'd say the bulk of my career has been based around the digital transformation industry. So I've spent, I'll say, about 10 plus years in the industry. So that's within a capacity of sales, business development, partnerships, commercial strategy, product development across various industries. So like retail, e-commerce, ed tech, software development, UX, UI design, digital marketing, and even running my own startup a few years ago. It was called Go Cycle. So it was a startup based around matching up cyclists to trips and experiences across the world. So yeah, that was a good little experience for me. And I'd say outside of that, outside of my uh, working, my, my working kind of uh set up obviously i do i'm an avid podcaster i do also enjoy a good good cycling experience you know i enjoy boxing working out cooking and i wouldn't say no to any homemade cookies and i do love a good drum drum session as well so yeah that's absolutely brilliant um yeah i'm a keen keen cyclist myself so we might have to um we might have to hook up i think i'm going to do the london to brighton bike ride uh, this year so um that sounds great yeah maybe you can come and join me Cool. So yeah, I just really wanted to ask, because I know listeners will be keen to hear. So what made you decide, uh, you know, you wanted to create a career sort of in partnerships and sort of link to that? Um, because we often get asked this question ourselves, what's your definition of a business partnership, Ivan? Oh, yeah, sure. So yeah, before we can get into that, actually. So of course, my role here at IUBEN is Enterprise Growth Manager. So the main focus of, of the role is managing sales and driving revenue from enterprise level clients in the UK and Ireland region. My role just goes beyond sales and business development. It also involves establishing strategic partnerships, feeding and assisting the marketing and content team with fresh ideas and innovations, and also look out for worthwhile commercial opportunities for the business. IUBEN is one of the leading experts in online legal compliance for enterprises and small medium businesses. Um, our solutions are trusted by over 90,000 clients in 100 countries. So we have the likes of Barber, UNICEF, Honda, Martini. So we're like a complete set of solutions uh, to make sites and apps compliant worldwide. Mm-hmm. In terms of a business partnership, I would say business partnership really is entering into something of mutual interest between at least two parties. So that could be like a business venture. It could be simply exchanging resources that each each organization has, sharing risks, risks and liabilities in regards to a specific activity or in order to achieve like a common goal or a similar goal, if, if that makes sense. So for instance, my last role before Ibenda was um, head of partnerships at Mobile UX London. Mobile UX London is like a tech community, which consists of over 10,000 Londoners, and of course, people across the world. 
So it's a tech community uh, with a focus on UX, UI, and, and product development. And for example, one of these partnerships would be, for example, we'll look look for agencies, we'll look for publishers or companies who would want to write a blog, an article, or do a piece of content based on the events or the conferences that we would hold. And then in exchange for that, we would perhaps maybe give them maybe a free space on our UX Academy teaching company, sorry, in one of our courses. Or maybe what we will do is we'll give them a space on our website in terms of allowing their logo to sit on one of the spots as one of our partners on, on the website and things like that. So it could be a, something as simple as that where you may not necessarily need to spend any kind of money, but it could simply just be exchanging the resources or exchanging or maybe I'll say cross-promoting each other's audiences to achieve a, a common goal. So in this case, it's to raise awareness of, of each other's businesses, events or, or organizations. Well, I must say, actually, I think, as we were saying just before we started recording, that IU Bender, what, you, what you're doing is absolutely incredible. I mean, I, I think of you almost as like a, a genie in a bottle, the bottle being the computer, and the genie, <laughs> the genie being some kind of really incredible solicitor, lawyer, or compliance person who's constantly checking that you've got the most up-to-date, accurate, whether it's GDPR compliance or whatever it might be, but, you, but you've, you've kind of got this always-on lawyer and compliance specialist on your platform or on your on your website, which is not just checking to make sure that everything's compliant, but actually then putting in place the changes that are necessary if you're not compliant. I mean, it's it's absolutely radical. Pioneering doesn't even cover it. Yeah. I mean, I've been, the product is, is really fantastic. I think it's one of the main things that drew me to joining the team last year in 2021. I mean, the founder really is a like he's, you know, he's had, he's launched a few businesses in the past and this product is spot on really. I mean, of course the, yeah. the company started in 2011 and the founder was 18 or 19 when he, when he started the company and he started a company with only a seed money of, I think, hundred thousand dollars. Wow. And wow. 10 years later, I mean, it's a multi-million dollar, multi-million pound or euro or dollar That's company. Right. And so obviously they've just been acquired or they've done some kind of exit, you know, in, in the past few weeks or past few months. So. The story really is incredible in terms of the founder and of course the the team itself. Uh, but yeah, the product's amazing. Product to read is amazing. It's a fantastic product. You know, of course, as you mentioned, Greg, it's you know the product. You know, auto- has a lot of automation and is of course is maintained by our product and legal team. So it just takes away the headache of online legal compliance today. Whether it's the, the legal documents such as the privacy and cookie policy, or whether it's the cookie banner you know, or the consent solution, which takes care of first party and third party data. And I'm sure you guys all know that. I mean, people again hit left, right, center with privacy fines, whether it's the Amazons, the Googles of this world, and, and even small businesses that we know and love today. I mean, once again, it's incredible. I mean, I'd go as far as saying that that IU Bender should become an integral piece that every single business, every single online business, I should say, has. Because if, if every business in the world took IE Bender, then every business in the world would, by definition, always be compliant. And you'd put a lot of <laughs> lawyers and compliance people out of business, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. But I do think that you've got an opportunity to become really the industry standard. I mean, why wouldn't people take you? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess the industry is becoming a bit more competitive. And, you know, I mean, a lot of the, in terms of the, the resources of the business, I mean, the great thing about IE Bender is that, I mean, not necessarily great, but I think the culture and the philosophy of, of the company is not necessarily raising millions and millions of pounds and dollars. 
such as other rivals may have done. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's more or less keeping that family culture, that customer first culture is more or less just focusing on just perfecting the core products, the core product suite that we offer and not really necessarily looking to raise millions of dollars or pounds to, to really scale, scale the, the, the company to an extent where it becomes maybe a bit more difficult to manage and maybe waters down our offering and our service delivery to our customers. So maybe that's the, the, the secret um, source there. I think, oh, sorry, Adrian, after you. I'm done. Okay. I'm done with that, yeah. <laughs> I was, was going to say, it's a similar strategy to what we're, we're pursuing here at Finder. We're, we don't need, we're not looking to raise millions and millions and millions of pounds. Rather, we're looking, we've created a simple platform that in our case connects two businesses together to help them form partnerships. And, and we want to just keep that, also keep that family culture as well. And we, we rarely come across other businesses that do that. So it's wonderful to, to hear that. But coming back to partnerships, Looking at Ibenda, what would you say makes for a, what we call a gold star partnership? And how do you go about creating them? I mean, a gold star partnership, I mean, I guess it depends what you mean by that. But I guess in terms of a gold star partnership, I guess what I would see that is, is more like a, like a five star partnership. So I guess that would be, you know, a partnership which takes all the boxes, which has, you know, the perfect criteria for setting up a partnership. So I think for, I mean, in terms of partnerships here, I think the, the important thing here is, is the mutual beneficial value they offers to both parties within the partnership. So, so of course, when I'm looking at partnerships, when I'm looking to establish a partnership, it's not only just about giving the, the partner, it's not, sorry, it's not just necessarily about taking value from the partner, extracting what you can from, from the partner, but it's also seeing all of the value you can give to the partner that, um, that you get, you're getting value from as well. So, I mean, I mean, Finder Global has been a, been a great partner, you know, no pun intended with all of this. So, I mean, because of Finder Global Platform, we've had the opportunity to be in talks to one of the biggest tech schools in the world. And in terms of the partnership we've been able to kind of like talk about and establish here is, you know, it is looking at ways we can also not only, you know, and tap into their, tap into their organization in terms of them becoming a client and also them also being a partner in because we're both in the in the same realms in terms of technology, but also looking at areas that we can help them. So for example, this tech school has that they have a program where once the graduates complete the, the the courses that they go on, that those graduates can then be placed into a program where they can get some experience work experience and things like that. So we've also offered them an opportunity where they can work at IU Bender and we can give those those graduates some experience, but also at the same time, I've also been able to tap into my own network and offer them teachers that I know from my past job that they can use um, for their tech school as well. So I think for me, it's being able to hit all of the, the right spots and tick all of the boxes. So it's got to be beneficial for both audiences. And it also has to be a partnership which can be long-standing as well. So is this a partnership which, you know, that this can be repeated over and over again and this continue to grow? Or is it like a partnership which is just a one-off thing and then and then you both walk walk away? So it's important that this partnership, you know, has longevity, it adds value to both partners, and there's also a, a partnership which it can stand in its own two feet. So I hope that makes sense. I know, absolutely. No, that's really good. As I said, we've um yeah, we've spoken to quite a few people and you know, it's a general consensus when it comes to partnerships is that you know both people are, you know, kind of you know getting something out of it. So just yeah. on that, through all these sort of budding partnerships people listening um so what advice would you give to your younger self starting out so perhaps maybe like the do's and don'ts of sort of partner creation and development yeah so i mean uh, once again I'm, I'm no expert in establishing partnerships but i've been around for a little while 
I mean, what I would say, I guess, in hindsight is, I mean, advice to my younger self in hindsight would be to not seek to extract value from the, the partner, but focus more on the value that you can give to the partner. And then it will just naturally risk, I don't know, the way, the way the universe, the universe has a way of just working where that value that you seek to go out your way to go the extra mile to give to that partner, it will just reciprocate back to you. And that would then open up more opportunities beyond your wildest imagination. So my golden tip is just to be thinking out the box and be creative, be open-minded in terms of different ways you can collaborate or work together with, a, with an individual organization in terms of partnership that's mutually beneficial, but also not to limit yourself in terms of partnerships and also try and find a way to create a partnership where initially it may not seem that there is a way but look at different ways, look at maybe step, take a step back and see different ways where you can work, work together and make this partnership the best way it can possibly can. I mean, that's such good advice. And we, we, we couldn't agree more. We, at Finder, we found that our members come on looking for something, but then actually they also, they find that thing, but then they also leave finding, having found something else that they hadn't even considered as well, because they're, they're being open to things. It's such good advice, I think, which is, which is, I guess, Always be focused with what you want to look for or what, in this case, what partnership you want to create. But don't be closed to other opportunities which you may not have considered. And as you say, just, just be open. It's very, 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 very good advice. I mean, why do you think some people aren't always open? I think because in terms of like partnerships, I guess people have a, maybe have a lack of experience or a lack of perspective. So I think it's important to just, I think for me, I'm someone that enjoys learning and observing people and you know, just getting my hands stuck in and throwing myself in the deep end. So I, f- I guess when you lack the experience perspective and, and there's maybe a lack of development there, you don't always see the opportunities that others would see. You could say there's a blind spot, but mm. of course, over time of experiences of it, and then once you continue to improve yourself and get better in terms of like the way you think and the way you work, then you, you just tend to be more open-minded. You tend to be more opportunist, if that makes sense. It does. I, th- I think as you say as well, just giving yourself the time to get to know people, to have to have a conversation, not just have conversations for conversation's sake, but just you just never know sometimes where a conversation may go and just being open to that, allowing a little bit of time here and there. You, you never know where it might lead. Yeah. I guess linked to that, having created partnerships for a, for a big chunk of your career, what are your top tips when it comes to creating high-performing teams and winning cultures? All right. Okay, that's fine. So in terms of creating high-performing teams and winning cultures, I mean, I've probably been part of high-performing teams and winning cultures. I've, of course, I've not been a CEO or an MD that's had the benefit of building these high-performing teams from scratch, but I certainly have had the benefit of working together with manager directors, CEOs, and senior executives that have done this. For instance, one of the CEOs I used to work with, basically, um, he, this guy is from Denmark, and he literally he starts companies, starts startups does exits and starts startups all over again for fun. And like he'll raise millions and millions of dollars and sell the company, start all over again for fun. And wow. this guy was an absolute animal. And in terms of <laughs> high performance and winning coaches, I mean, this guy wanted hockey stick growth. So what I'll say in terms of like working with him and working with other people, I mean, I've, I've had the opportunity of working with different types of personalities and different types of high, high performing MDs and CEOs and C-level executives. I would say it's, it's just literally, it's, it's being, I would say it's being ruthless, but at the same time, being ruthless is what I'll take from the Danish CEO I used to work with. But also at the same time, there's also being kind and being thoughtful yeah. and being patient at the same time. I think you need a balance of those personalities and those characters. Um, I think the important thing here in terms of overall um, building a high performance team and winning culture is 
of course, you know, seeking the best talent we can possibly find, be mindful of the importance and the power of diversity in different cultures and the implications that can certainly have. Having personnel who's hungry for growth, self-development, you know, tenacity, having the, the, the desire and the, the desire and the want to, to always innovate and to always improve, you know, Kaizen and making sure everyone is, is on the same page. I mean, these are definitely things and factors that have to be within a high performing team and a winning culture. Oh, that's really good. Really, really good advice there. I mean, obviously my time here at Finder, so I'm trying to do exactly the same thing. So I take a lot of the, <laughs> um, you know, I take a lot of these tips from these podcasts and um, I'm trying to do the same, you know, in uh, sort of building uh, my team as well. Cause you know, ultimately, you know, you, you want your team to be happy. If they're happy, you know, that they're going to obviously perform, perform a lot better. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, just, just to round this off, one last question. So what do you think uh, the future holds for, for businesses when it comes to creating partnerships with each other? And what, if anything, will you and Ayubenda be doing differently? Okay. So that's a, a, a double-barrel question. So I'll answer the first bit. So in terms of what the future holds for businesses when it comes to creating partnerships, I think the pattern I'm starting to see in general is, of course, when, we're now in a post-pandemic world and technology and, of course, in the light of saying that I work in the digital transformation industry, technology is becoming a bigger part of people's lives. Definitely, you, I think what we're going to see is in terms of creating partnerships, we're going to see a lot more automation and AI involved. And that's across the board. The reason, reason why we're saying that is because now, if you look at, if you look at platforms, whether it's LinkedIn or whether it's Twitter or whether it's maybe a, a business platform, you could be Finder even. When you look at all of these different platforms, there's hundreds, thousands, millions, or even billions of people on there. And now, now we're getting to a point where there's so much data available, whether it's big data or just data in general. There's so much data available out there and the technology and the AI is improving to the point where you're automatically going to be, you know, matched to certain people or automatically going to be introduced to certain people where these partnerships can just, you know, um, organically just, you know, hit the ground running. So I think we're going to see a lot of automation and the AI, AI play out, definitely. So there'll be a lot less manual intervention in terms of, partnerships are a lot less maybe going out of your way to create partnerships maybe partnerships be created in the metaverse you know i think that'll definitely be something we'll, we'll definitely be, be seeing um in terms of what ie bender and us will be doing differently at the moment maybe nothing too different i guess for the foreseeable future i guess the focus here for ie bender is obviously just continue to expand across the world so we're going to be going to Germany more, um, Spain and other regions, you know, this year and then, um, growing our teams across the world. But also what we're going to be doing differently in the coming years, perhaps is, I don't know if you guys are aware that cookies, as we know, are going to be phasing out. So the way people are tracked by cookies and the way marketers are able to target people using Facebook ads, Google PPC, Google AdWords, et cetera, that's all going to be phasing out to an extent because of the lack of cookies in, in the near future. So I believe the iBender product is going to transform to an extent to be able to adapt to that new future in the years to come. I didn't know that. But as, as, I, as I said earlier, I think that iBender really should be used by every single online business in the world. Because if it, just imagine that if, if that was the case, then there wouldn't be any, well, everyone would be always compliant and always doing things that should be from a regulatory point of view. And businesses could just focus on their well, their business and growing their business rather than all the legal and compliance complexities that go on in the background. So, well, I find it we'll be doing our bit to get you to that unicorn place, but it doesn't sound like you need much help. Um, <laughs> but Adrian Daniels from Are You Bender, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for being a guest 
on Game Set Matchup. And um, we're looking forward to seeing you achieve that unicorn status probably next quarter, I would imagine. Next quarter, um, <laughs> a little too soon, but never well, say if, never, right? With your hands on it, I think it'll be at the beginning of the quarter at the very least. <laughs> <laughs> it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much and take care. Thank you, Greg. Thank you, thank you, Carl. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Adrian. Thanks for joining this week's Game Set Matchup. Tune in to hear more about the need to knows and the do's and don'ts when it comes to creating successful business partnerships.